that's enough for me to feel like the closeness I thought we had, we no longer have. Mm -hmm. And I found that somewhere else. And the friendships I fostered over here are more to what I need now. Mm -hmm. And so, and even in thinking of that, I don't think that I could allow her into those friendship groups. I don't know that she could survive. Mm -hmm. So I have to protect those friendships now from Mm -hmm. her. Cause she's not, she's not ready. She's not, she's not ready to see all of that. So I think the breaking up process though, there's no like one right way to do it. It just depends on, but you got to do it. Welcome back to the Exo Nicole Happy Hour Podcast. Hey! This is your co-host, Sheridan Cheneau. And your other co-host, Amber Woods. And today, we're talking about a pretty hot topic, um, I think. Something that's pretty relevant to a lot of our lives. Uh, things come and go. People change. People grow. Am I Maya voice? <laughs> in oh today's my, episode. is that a song? Like, I, was, I was like, what is the song? I'm trying to sing it. Like, yes. <laughs> And today's episode is about what happens when that growth has you pulled in different directions, specifically when it comes to our friendships. In today's episode, we talk about toxic friends, friendships we've outgrown, and the subsequent friendship breakups that they lead to. But first, let's pregame. Clink, clink. Hey. <laughs> about the clubhouse app versus twitter i see see i don't know much about clubhouse. i don't really know much about it either here's <laughs> what i know <laughs> here's what i understand it is a new platform that okay. is in the beta stages of testing uh-huh. and there's a bunch of celebrities on there and a bunch of regular folks on there celebrities like who uh i know meek mills on there okay. big lotto is on there okay. um i think nicole is on there as well okay hey hey, um, hey girl <laughs> um and a couple other people who are big into e-commerce business um finance like the people that you see that are super influencers are on there too what happens is they create rooms and they have subjects around these rooms so it could be monetizing podcasting right okay. so you're getting who's ever the top in this in this uh industry uh-huh. maybe not joe rogan but you're getting the top who's in the industry talking about i know joe button was in that particular room okay. and they're talking about oh, how to monetize the, him yeah how to monetize the <laughs> podcast things you can do to make your podcast better and they're having discussions so basically they're leaving these little uh voice notes mm-hmm. and i think there's like a stage you get invited to to be able to to participate in the conversation so you're leaving voice notes to go back and forth on it's like a it's like a think room like a think tank okay kind of and so so it's not live it's i think there are live discussions oh, okay there are live discussions where you can actually live hear people talking to each okay. other but they're all on the stage together i believe mm-hmm. is how that works so um it's giving a lot of people opportunities to mingle with these people that you might not normally get a chance to um talk to mm-hmm. um from what i'm understanding and i don't know if this is true i haven't seen any statistics that there are a lot of people of color on this app you know how we like to do it right so um yeah yeah 
So, however, Twitter <laughs> has been low key trolling and beefing the clubhouse people, which is kind of interesting to me because a lot of people that are on clubhouse, they keep mentioning it on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, y'all really going to make this clubhouse a fucking thing. I see it now. They're trying. Is it, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. trying to be cute with it too. Mm-hmm. Call it CH. Get the hell out of here. Oh, that's so adorable. Get out of here. <laughs> so it's genius marketing, in my opinion, as far as getting people onto the app, because it, it gives it this exclusivity because mm-hmm. you have to be invited onto the app. So even if you download the app, you have to get an invitation to even come into any of the rooms or any oh, wow. of those sorts of things. Now, who gives you the invitation? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But um, from what I understand, there's been some pretty good conversations. However, <laughs> what I see to becoming a problem is there's a lot of people on there voicing their opinions, and they should not be. It's Meaning, like, It's like Twitter on steroids? I don't know because I still kind of enjoy Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more of like they really don't have anything to say. At least for Twitter, <laughs> you can actually take some time to formulate some sentences. I think to write takes time, right? Mm-hmm. But to just open your ridiculous mouth <laughs> and just have diarrhea of the mouth takes mm, 0.2 seconds. Right. Okay. Um, so you're getting a lot of people on there like, hi. My name is Dave, and to oh, this is my first time on here. I just got on here 20 minutes ago, so I just got invited to this stage. <laughs> and I just want to piggyback off of what John was saying about this being a really great space for people of color because the space just offers so much space for the colorfulness of people of color to experience a space of safety and color. Okay. And I just think it's really important that we as a community and as black people figure out how we can monetize the app. Like it just goes on and on and on. (laughs) And what I really love about it is um, Twitter has made the clubhouse challenge. So, you know, Twitter has their voice app situation going on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are just kind of echoing like the stupid things that are being said on there. Um, one really great tweet. Oh God, I don't think I saved it. Well, it was from this girl, um, at the, I think her name is at the Beyonce of marketing. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. Um, she's really dope on, uh, Twitter, by the way. So you guys go give her a quick little follow, but she was just saying that Clubhouse is now making it glaringly um, you can see now that <laughs> a lot of people don't deserve a podcast because they have absolutely nothing to say. Yet, here they are. So, even though um, with Clubhouse, you only get a couple of seconds to say what you need to say, I guess. I don't know how, how long. Like, I've seen some messages be like two minutes. Some messages be like, I don't know. But either way, like, everybody don't, opinions are assholes, right? Everybody mm-hmm. got one. Exactly. That I mean, that's important, though. Or well That's thought true. out. That's true. Or that needs to be said in such a public way. I just think it's funny that now we have another app mm-hmm. that we have to engage. Yeah. Like, how oh, many? We knew that was going to happen, though. Like, uh. How many? And I think the exclusivity of it, of the, oh, well, you have to be invited. I'm just like, if you don't get the fuck, like, okay, like, but I got to download the app first. Like, who cares? That's so cute, though. It's precious, you know, like, oh, you can come into our club, but you need an invite. I like it. Okay. In that instance, I don't want it, though. How? (laughs) Okay. I think people are going too far with it. Like, it's like the blue checks. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you got a blue check. Mm-hmm. So what? But I see people like, you know, trying to like backdoor their way into situations or now you feel like you somebody because you got invited on a freaking club app. I mean, club. That's clubhouse. exactly the point of marketing. That's exactly I know. <laughs> they want you to feel like you're superior to these people and they want to give those people something to aspire to. There's also um, some good things about the app, though, is that you do get to um, communicate with people you probably in the industry that you may not normally get to communicate with. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can hear your thoughts mm-hmm. so they can pick up on what you're thinking and they and they could possibly, I guess, private message you maybe mm-hmm. to, you know, continue the conversation if they choose to. However, but see, that's why it needs to be exclusive, because I'm sure they don't want to have to filter through all that. I mean, eventually they're going to have to because the more users you get, the more money. Right. That's true. So they're gonna have to, um, and it, it's not—it's not any different than Twitter. I mean, I can at tweet anybody I want to, you know. That's true, but are they all talking to you? No, but they don't all have to talk to you either. Oh, on so you're saying that on Clubhouse, I could try to talk to Beyonce, and she doesn't have to answer. Me. Correct. So it's not any different so than why Twitter, is it, right? <laughs> what? But I think people—the the general <laughs> idea of it—it's almost like Reddit. Uh huh. What people wanted Reddit to be when Reddit first came out. It's what people wanted Twitter to be when it first came out. It's going to take a turn. Because mm-hmm. you're going to get the numbskulls on there who mm-hmm. are going to just start doing whatever and mm-hmm. whatever. So, but right now, I think if you're on it, it's a perfect opportunity. If you have an elevator pitch, pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have a conversation you need to start, start it now. Because it's in the beta testing mode and now it feels like super exclusive. Mm-hmm. So, if, if you've got, you know, the language and the chops, go ahead and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. However, it's the stage for colorful talk about people of color. Girl, I heard there were certain <laughs> celebrities like responding back to some of the 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 lady the lady uh, clubhousers, and they were really trying to have a conversation. But then the girls be like, "Oh my god, like oh, <laughs> oh yeah, like I got flown out," and I was like, "God, like can we not?" Can we just be in an intellectual space and keep it right in that energy? It's not no. going to stay there. Right. Like, you think this dude yeah. is going to now, like, choose you? Is he that might. what you're saying? He might. They might meet Michael Bay. Jordan. Wait a minute. So, I'm glad you said that you read my mind. <laughs> because he's got a new boo. Don't put this out here. <laughs> no, we can't do this. I don't want to talk about necessarily her about space. her. I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to blow up her spot. But what I want to talk about <laughs> is... The reaction to her. I do want to talk. We got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. I don't want to blow up her bag, bro. Like, this could be, Chinless could be her man. Chinless could be her man. (laughs) He got them soup coolers, though. We're not really worried about that chin because it's okay. You know, a weak chin is one thing. Ooh, so you don't like his side profile. You don't like MBJ's side profile. Okay, cool. Something about him is like taking a turn for me. Like I was like, a lot of people feel that way. What, what happened? It's probably <laughs> the weird mustache. Maybe the patchiness. I don't know. I like it. I like the ruggedness. I like it. I like a full-bodied man. I like he's it, but thick. he's always been thick. Has he not? No, he was skinny he when he was um, when he, no, he was skinny when he was in Friday Night Willard. Lights. Maybe what was the, what was his name on the wire? Wilbur Willard. In Friday Night Lights and Fantastic Four. Sick. Wallace. When he was Wallace. He was 12. And Fantastic Four sick and stuff like that. He was When he skinnier. started to get some weight, and I was Creed. like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Creed, Black ooh, Panther. Thick. Yes, exactly. You know what I don't like? His fingers. I've never seen his They're fingers. a little short. <laughs> They're a little short. You know short. what that means? <laughs> I have seen his dick, actually. How? Um, Lipstick Alley? No, on Google. Just put Michael B. Jordan. Can you bring it up real quick? Can you open up another window? Thanks. 
Um, I just really feel... But it was flaccid. People were like, oh, it's flaccid, though. He might be a grower. And I was just like, okay. Well, <laughs> y'all give me all the excuses. If this is anybody I else. just want to see. But, however, I'm glad you brought that up. Because, like, he's getting a lot of backlash for this new boo. And I just kind of feel like... And she was getting like, some haterade as well. And I feel like it's unfair. Like... I just don't. I just don't think it's fair. Just because he has a preference of a certain hue. And let's well, but mean. let's be clear that she looks like she's from. Whoa, is this really him? How did y'all get this photo? This is an older photo. He was on a nude beach. Why would he? I don't think he realized. Is he this him? Watch. This looks like a man with a with a lip. That is definitely Michael B. Jordan. That body is. Together. That was when he was. <laughs> That was around, that was way before, you know, famous Michael B. Jordan that all the women want, but I knew him. I knew him back then. He don't have no tattoos. Damn. Yeah, he doesn't have tattoos. Wowzers. Um, hmm. I mean, it might be a grower, though. I'm not mad at it, honestly. All you really need is four inches. Okay. Two inches. Well, there's that. Um, That's a scientific fact. (laughs) I learned something new today. Anyways, I just, I, I, okay, so he likes people of a certain hue, but this girl is a black girl. She is a black girl. She's a black girl. Mm-hmm. But she looks like she's a black girl from the continent, which really also makes me a little she bit upset that people, that people are going in a certain direction. But she looks like all the other girls that we've seen him with so far. But at least she's from the continent. Can we just give him that, though? We could. Okay. All right. Okay. I just, I just remember his chocolate milk, strawberry milk, vanilla milk statement. It was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-mm. <laughs> can you repeat? Can you can you repeat it almost close to verbatim, please? Thank you. When he was out here partying in Europe on a yacht, and he had all these bitches around, and all of them, none of them wasn't were that black. like two years ago. Yes, but I he, remember that he responded to us. And he said, guys, guys, I'm on vacation, guys. I'm on vacation. I like all kinds of milk. I like every kind of milk. Oh. I like strawberry milk. I like vanilla milk. I like chocolate milk. I like all the milk. He likes calcium. He's a growing boy. <laughs> Remember? He's a grower. Not a shore. <laughs> if he's a grower. I still like. There might I be like- a reason for his, his pickings. Who knows? Well, I like I like Michael B. Jordan. I do. I, I like enjoy well. I enjoy his acting. I enjoy his activism. I enjoy his acting um, at times. Uh, for the most part. <laughs> I think I you know, he's gonna he's gonna pick who he's gonna pick and we just have yeah, to I'm, just I'm, let it go. You I'm perfectly know. fine with that. I just But know. there is this turn on and I've seen it on Twitter where a lot of women are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, Wow, like y'all really don't, don't like maybe a they just square face. Here during the era, like when he was first like popping on the scene because I feel like there was a specific time frame where he was just really celebrated for his great looks and everything like that and I think what happened was is he grew in, he grew from Wallace into a man because when he was Wallace baby we didn't know what was been to happen with but that girl, face. but he hasn't been Wallace for a while yeah but he grew up before our eyes because there was a moment he was Wallace mm-hmm. and then he stopped doing the wire and then next thing we know he comes out and he got a whole body and no hair absolutely and a not mustache. I've seen a mustache. Him. I've seen him since he was 19 I've been I'm following his career since he's been 19 see I had after um, the wire I just yeah Friday touch. Night Lights he's in my favorite show the last two seasons oh I never Friday watched that show yes girl he was a little skinny but he like i was like bro this dude is fine as hell he can act a little bit what's going on here um then he went to parenthood then he went to chronicle and then he went to fan four stick 
and then I didn't watch horrible. any of those horrible. things. <laughs> None of them. Horrible. That was awful. Um, He's and I met him. I kind of met him at the premiere. I was like, smile, Michael, smile. And he was like, okay, yeah. It was cute. Um, And then he kind of like got popular. He's like really, really popular. Like mainstream got a hold of him. And they were like, oh, this man is just amazing and gorgeous. Creed. It was around Creed time. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah. I appreciated the performance started. in Creed, especially Creed 2. Me too. That you did a great Me job. Too. That was a great that Creed 2. I was, it was like, Ooh, awesome. this is for men. This it is for awesome. men. This is for men. I was like, yes. I loved Creed 2. I mean, I liked him as Killmonger as, as well. But I've enjoyed I his latest. I've, I, yeah. I've enjoyed his latest projects. I didn't so. see Just Mercy. I'm supposed to watch I it. I did. Was it good? I enjoyed Jamie Foxx way better. <laughs> Jamie Foxx be acting better. I can believe that. That's an actor. Yes, I can believe that. Okay? I can believe that. Based off of his resume, well, sometimes resume, because I saw Project Power on Netflix, and I was like, That was whack. But I feel like (laughs) Netflix is cutting checks for, like, bare minimum acting. Right? I was like, there are people who can act in this movie, and they're just not And I also kind of wonder, too, with that situation, Mm -hmm. do people have stock in Netflix? And are they like also getting like? Is there like some like big old deal we don't know about? Like, there might be. You know what I mean? Like how they reuse the same actors, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. For mm-hmm. you know different types of projects mm-hmm. or whatever situation is, because Netflix is really making some moves. Because you know they the are. Beckhams, the Beckhams just got like a sixteen million dollar deal with them. Wow. So, Shonda just went over to them too. She was like, I like that they leave me alone and let me just create. So what happened with that? Because something specific happened with Shonda. Shonda. Shonda was being black girl magic. Let's she was being snubbed at ABC. And she was like, ABC, fuck y'all, because y'all couldn't give me an extra ticket to Disneyland for my sister. For real? Okay. $124. Y'all couldn't give me a ticket. But the people were like, oh, but you can afford a ticket. It's not about that. It's about the fact that I make you guys money. It's about the fact that Grey's Anatomy's been on since the 70s. Hello. Since the 70s, yes. (laughs) Okay. And I gave you Scandal. I gave you Scandal, which is what y'all asked for. Y'all wanted Grey's Anatomy, but make it lawyer. Y'all, I gave, no. But make it politics. Then y'all ask for Grace Anatomy again, but make it lawyer. I gave y'all how to get away with murder. Did that part. So, so what's up? What are you talking about? What's up? $154. And you know what it was? It was and probably a white it. lady exec that said, actually, we probably. can't. And she didn't ask anybody. She just said it. It wasn't exec. But you know what? It was crazy. Like, they gave her free tickets for, like, her nanny and her kids and all these other people so like y'all can't give me one more ticket for this person i mean i don't know who y'all think y'all are when netflix is out here scooping up everybody hello so she was like okay well this is this is y'all told me how y'all feel about me with this with this disneyland ticket i'm gonna go that's what's up so So i appreciate her for doing that so okay have you seen this birkin conversation birkin bag conversation please tell me you've seen this because it's gone it's gone way too far it's gone way too far it's gone too far. I just don't understand why now it's picking up steam. Because I feel like, what's his name? Drake? Lover boy? Um, He's a Scorpio. Us, He's got big Scorpio he energy. He told us, hey, I got hella Birkins. Or was it Birkins? Or yeah, it, he yeah. bought a bunch of Birkins. I got hella Birkins for my future wife. I got a whole closet full of them shits for her. She can decide what she wants to do with them, you know, when she gets here type stuff. Why was that not as big of a deal as this? resurgence of the Birkin conversation is because well because I think it did it's timing right? okay so what happened where the origin of the conversation I believe mm-hmm. um is when Sweetie got on and was saying if your man can't buy you no know, Birkin he shouldn't be you know da, 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 da. okay that thing she's annoying. and we're in the 
that statement from her is annoying. <laughs> um, she's very But annoying. I do like Sui. I like her a lot. I just feel like she's trying really hard. Like, it just comes off Well, like, I don't know. She's girl, trying harder. Like, this is always who she's been, and now oh, we're allowed to see it. Oh. But I'll say this. So she has this conversation. <laughs> she says it's about Quavo. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the middle of a pandemic, and people are literally cannot pay their rent. Hello. And this is why it's tone deaf. It similar, was very tone deaf. Similar to Kim being like, oh, I rented out a whole island and we quarantined for two weeks for my entire family to go somewhere so that we could feel normal. Because that's normal. That you fly your whole family to an island for two weeks. Your entire 9,000-membered I, I have no problem with that as much as I had a problem with what C said. Okay, so. Just because of how she framed it. Um, like, oh, if your nigga's not doing this, then get a new nigga type shit. Mm, or. <laughs> or. Or. I mean. Don't. Hello. Um, everybody, not even on a good day, not even in a pandemic year can uh, do that. But okay. Right. So, and why is that a signal, like a symbol of uh, wealth or a symbol well, of Well, see, this goes back, to the, back or... to the conversation about things that um, people in certain cultures, in certain circles, value. But my thing is, didn't the nigga just buy you them for your birthday this year? Like, mm-hmm. y'all been together for two years. I, I don't really understand. I, that's why I, I say some of the things that I feel like she says and does, especially lately, just feels very, like, try hard to me. It felt like she was trying to have a moment, which I guess is what content creators do. Like Quincy yesterday, he was having a moment. Like that was his moment. So let's talk about Quincy's moment. <laughs> By the time y'all have heard this, it wasn't, it won't be yesterday. It actually be a couple of days, but yeah. let's talk about Quincy. I mean, everyone just trying to have a moment. It's just, it's. Who it's, is Quincy? Which Quincy? Quincy. Quincy Combs. Not is that his name? I don't think so. I think his last Quincy. name is whatever Albie Shore's last name is. Because that's what? his real daddy. It is not actually Quincy. Be sure Diddy adopted him. Okay, but he looks like <laughs> he does. So. But Diddy has been his dad all his life. Okay, but Diddy has guess been who the person. Like. Guess who face he got? It that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people make babies all the time, but are they taking care? of I him? didn't know he adopted him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he belongs to the young pup daddy. All yes. right. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So what happened? <laughs> I want you to tell it so because I it's, can't. It's Halloween season, you know, all these celebrities aren't getting pressed or not able to, you know, go to events. They're not able to be seen. But they're, they're, they're giving us they're giving us content. So though. they're giving us content. Like I'm seeing a lot more content these days than normal. Um, because I feel like people are like, you know, we gotta get attention other ways. We mm-hmm. can't drop a movie, we can't drop a an album, mm-hmm. we can't, you know. So Quincy decided to pay homage to one of the most beautiful amazing artists of Mexican artist um Frida Kahlo uh who is amazing and wonderful and I went to her museum it was great oh <laughs> I can't wait I'm really it was, super excited. Uh, it was awesome yeah um just seeing the way like how much her artistry just dripped all throughout her is just incredible um but anyway so he decided to be her for Halloween, you know, prosthetics, you know, makeup, all the things. Um, and, you know, I guess it's not abnormal for people to dress up as a different gender for Halloween. But it just felt try hard to me. It just felt like, oh, I'm trying to Oh, I thought he was seen. embodying <laughs> as well as bodying. But you see how he made it to the shade room? Has he been on the shade room? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm, the fact that his publicist re, like, reshared the post. Mm-hmm. And was like my client. I was like, oh, this was a whole like stunt. 
That's what I felt yeah, like. Yeah, well. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I felt like. Yeah. I could've, it could have just been left alone. Let me see if he got some articles written about him. Let's see. We'll pull it up. Either way, <laughs> I still think when you do stuff like that, like with the Birkins conversation, mm-hmm. it went left. It went left because it's tone They don't dead. care about... Um, about bad but they publicity. don't live in our space exactly. either. So you run around saying these things that don't need to be said. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of feel like, also, I'm not really into spending $10,000 onto a bag. I don't know if I got like, you know, uber rich if I would feel that way either. But I guess coming from where I'm coming from, I'm not really into that sort of thing. And it was, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. I do like spending money on a nice bag. I do mm-hmm. like luxury bags, but $10,000 is at, and that's bare minimum for what I understand. Oh, look at that. Is a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Quincy, I don't know. Quincy, 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 Quincy. I think people also mm-hmm. took it wrong, too, because I'm like, she ain't talking to y'all. Y'all ain't seen $10,000 in your account. Just keep it moving. Like, it's, I mean, but that's what, that was what her point of doing that was, though. Yeah, so I just kind of feel like, y'all know she's not like, oh, I'm better than you or no, nothing like that. She's just talking about her situation. So sometimes I feel like it's a double-edged sword. it's not sword. even her situation because it just happened for her two years into the relationship. But it didn't happen for either one of us. So that's why but I'm saying. I'm saying, like, why say that <laughs> comment? <laughs> why make that a comment that you say as if your nigga, the nigga that you're referring to that got you the Birkin, did not do that for you until two years into the relationship. You didn't dump him for not giving you a Birkin prior Correct. to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now that you have a Birkin, that's what you're saying. What I don't like about it is it feels like, oh, he got me a Birkin back, so now I can keep him kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, but you liked him before. Like, exactly. It's just bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it doesn't go along with what we know about you two as exactly. in a relationship. You liked him before he even, you said it. You thought he was cute Hello. before he even said anything to Hello. you. So, I, I, but I also, but this also goes to the conversation about black women in luxury. Mm-hmm. And how people don't want to see black women with luxury. I do, but she don't have to shit on other people who don't have that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all. I, I, I think it's like, it's a it's a very fine line of how we do do it. And I think when we start having like little, it to me, it looks low budget. It was low budget. My thing is, I see so many YouTube celebrities who have money too. And they might have their little designer, but they're not going like, oh, he he's not, he's not for you if you do this. Or look at this. Look at this Chanel. Look at this Gucci. Look at whatever. He's, they're just, it's just a bag that I'm wearing today. I just really hated it. It's a bag it. I decided I, to wear today. I hated it. My Tesla's I, a car that I'm driving. Basically. That's, I mean. Just make it a lifestyle. I would like to see what kind of bag Melinda Gates is carrying because mm. they got money. Mm. I'd like to but see. But you know how white people get money don't spend it, so. They spend it. They just spend it differently. They're mm-hmm. culturally different because mm-hmm. if you, their whole house is a smart house. I believe that because. Hello. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, they just spend it in different places. However, yeah. I just kind of feel like I hated it for her because I do like Sweetie a lot. And I think that she's fun. And I like some of the content that she's put out recently. Like especially when she did the... she puts out, yeah. Especially when she did the, uh, the Friday thing. Did you see that? I did. I thought it was funny. I was cringing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like cringe during Bootylicious, but I have been liking like her vlogs, her icy yeah, life. Yeah, I like her icy life thing too. So, mm-hmm. and I think she's a fun girl. She seems mm-hmm. like somebody that I would like. If I, mm-hmm. I, she seems like a celebrity I would like. Yeah, 
So, and I like that we're getting this side of her, too. Yeah, I like that I'm getting to know more about her, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all I'm saying is, get an LLC, don't get a Birkin. I'm just playing. Hello! <laughs> I'm just saying, like... <laughs> now I'm going to wake up LLC there, Twitter. There are, bigger, there are bigger flexes, though, I feel. There are bigger flexes. Longevity-wise. So, um, I think that's that on that. So, why don't we get into happy hour now that we pre-gamed? I feel like we're warmed up. I feel like we I've are. gotten, I've gotten yes. my first round of drinks. I'm ready for the next one. How about yes. you? Yes, me too. I'm tipsy. All right, cool. <laughs> but necessary and I think we all go through it as we grow older and we find new places in our lives and new things start to happen specifically I feel like I don't know it could be kind of a part of Saturn's return for a couple people too I know it was for me so we're going to be talking about breaking up with your friends and I think we're seeing a lot of this too in themes of girlfriends uh, insecure, a lot of our favorite shows that are exploring what toxic friendships look like, what healthy friendships look like, what it looks like to break up with a friend, how do you navigate these friendship um, rough waters. So to kick us off, we're going to play a voicemail from one of our listeners. And first of all, I just want to shout out all of you guys that have been leaving voicemails. We've been getting a lot of them lately. We want you guys to keep them rolling in because as you ask questions, we really want to be able to answer those things on the podcast. So without further ado, here is the voicemail. Hi, ladies. My name is AJ from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. And um, I just wanted to say I love your podcast and I love the chemistry you guys have. But um, I wanted to ask a topic that I think you girls will definitely be able to relate to, if not know somebody. What is it like when you have ever broken up with a friend you've been friends with for a while because you've either grown apart or you guys just aren't seeing eye to eye or, you know, something else random hopefully it won't be of of a guy's reason you know a guy being in the middle but for me I've had to break up with a couple people in my life because one I just was going through a depression and then the second person was more just because I just found we didn't have anything in common so let me know what you think thanks I think this question is so dope to start this whole conversation off I think so too it's so dope it's kismet it's really synergistic (laughs) come on Okay. Um, I kind of want to read this little tweet that I also put into here. Can mm-hmm. I? Can I? Okay, cool. Of course. All right. So there was a tweet that I saw, and it's from She's Guru on Twitter, and it says, "Normalize friends outgrowing each other without animosity. We all move differently and have different priorities. We grow and change. Some people are not meant nor ready to be a part of that next journey. At the end of the day, it's all. It's still all love." What do you think about that? I agree with that. You know, uh, me personally, um, well, I'm not going to get to me personally. I think we should address the the readers, the listeners. Um, okay, let's address the, uh, let's address that. But I think that's a perfect kind of segue into what she's so. talking yeah. about. Okay, um, I think it's perfectly normal to outgrow people. Um, I think we just see it a lot, done a lot more, and spoken a lot more in romantic context than we do platonic context, but. Um, obviously they're relationships either way. So I think that it's, it's pretty normal. I just think it's difficult because we don't really have the tools or sometimes even the language to address that kind of an issue that grows. Um, I think we kind of stay in friendships that don't serve us a lot more often and a lot longer than we do in relationships because we're, 
it's it's very normalized in our culture. Like, okay, this isn't working with this person, our partner, so let's break up with this person. Um, but we don't really have that conversation around friends. So I think that's where the issue comes in. Like, even me personally now, I'm trying to figure out how do I go about doing that? Because there's no real animosity there. It's just that I feel like it's one-sided. Um, so, and that we've outgrown each other ultimately. Um, but I don't really know how to approach that for real. Cause I don't really, it's not really like an issue that's breathing down my neck or anything. It's just, I feel like the time has just came, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> I think it's this thing of you are friends with people at certain stages because that's the friend that you needed at this stage. There are some friends that are seasonal and there are some friends that are super temporary. There are some friends that are permanent. And so those and how your friendship grows and what you go through in life, it's just like, it, it's the journey and the touch points that you're supposed to meet at. Sometimes those touch points diverge. They may come back together later, but sometimes they diverge for the, uh, for our listener, um, voicemail I feel like yes I've done it and I've done it I've done it with people I've known for a couple months and I've done it with people I've known for years and years and years and years and years I've done it with um family which is an interesting thing um sometimes your family becomes your friends right so you have this kind of friendship and then at some point that may fizzle as well um I've done it with male friendships too it's never easy uh, I think now I'm much better at it, but each individual situation is its own case. Mm-hmm. So just because I did it over here this way doesn't mean I can do it over here this way because the friendship is its own, own little Cosmo, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's hard. It it gets easier. There's a lot of practice that you have to do, um, but you have to set these boundaries for yourself and you have to know you got to choose yourself. And that's hard when you're talking about a friend. Sometimes I had to talk about it in therapy. The, the friend, one of my oldest friends, we broke up and basically it was a, it was a three-year conversation I had with my therapist. She picked up on it immediately and she was like, this is going to happen. I'm telling you that this is going to happen. And I couldn't see it right away. But she prepared me with all the tools that I needed to say the things that I needed to say when I needed to say it. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think you ever expect it, but I think you feel it coming on sometimes. Right. So you got to do what you got to do. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> but you got to remember the good times and just be like, I was the friend to you that I wanted, that I, I was the very best friend I could be to you. Of course. And as, as long as you're doing that, hey, let's cherish these memories, honey bun. That's honey true. bunny. That's true. And that's all we can do. It's just difficult. It is. I think because, too, like, I don't know. I think you just think that a friend is just going to be around for a long time. Like, it's hard for me to put the title of friend onto somebody. So when I do it, it's done so with a lot of intentionality behind it. So it's like. I'm expecting this to be like a long term thing. I'm expecting this to be like a long run situation. But um yeah, just the the way that I've been blindsided this year by certain things and then also just the culmination of things just coming to a head of seeing like, okay, well I've been feeling this way about this person for a few years now, but I see it like I see it a lot more clearly mm-hmm. now. Um it's still very difficult to let these people go for some reason even though one situation ended very with a lot of animosity because I felt like a huge betrayal went down 
Um, but I don't know. I'm still thinking about this person. Like, wow, like I still love this person. I really wish that the outcome could have been different. Well, I don't, I don't feel like I feel that way as often in romantic situations. No, but that's because it's normalized to break up <laughs> in relationships and be done. Like that's yeah. what you do. You break up and you're yeah. done. We see that yeah. repeatedly, mm-hmm. but friendships, have a lot of we don't really talk that. about that. Mm-hmm. So there's an article that you wanted to mention in a quote from it um, that I think goes along with what we're about to say. Oh yeah. 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 So Issa Rae basically had a exclusive interview with the site um, called Bustle that we love over here at Exo Nicole. Um, we covered the story um, and it went viral. But um, in it, she was discussing um, how she's navigating outgrowing friendships. And she touches on how that friendship, that particular friendship in her life that she outgrew um, and that she broke up with um, basically inspired a lot of the plot points for how we saw things go down with Molly and Issa this past season on Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the quote that really stood out to me was um, this one. So here we go. <laughs> and nobody respects friendship breakups in the same way as you respect a romantic breakup, but they affect your life and you take them for granted. And there was something so beautiful about examining the little paper cut, which almost hurt more. That was something that we broke down from the beginning, examining what happens when it's nobody's fault. Um, yeah. That's really <laughs> so good. It is. It is so good. Because I do think that that is really impactful. Um, the little paper cuts, honestly. I think I think because I'm prepared to withstand more. So I don't know. Like the little things really, like that smaller blow really hurt me more because I wasn't preparing myself for it. Well, I think, uh, I'm going to stop saying I think. <laughs> <laughs> In friendships, you're used to taking the little paper cuts because they're so freaking small, right? Mm-hmm. And you're used to quickly getting past them and then moving forward because it feels like there's not a, a lot of emotional um, weight that's been wasted in that moment, right? And so it's kind of like, well, I was mad at you. Well, I was mad at you, girl. And then you just move on. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. So as opposed to relationships, things seem a lot more bigger because the cost and the risk of what you're risking is a lot. It appears to be a lot bigger um, or be a lot more heftier than friendship love as compared to romantic love. Mm. Because you're risking more. Mm -hmm. So you don't really pay attention to all the little bitty things. And it's not until those moments when they finally build up. And you're like, (laughs) or something (laughs) major happens. And here they come with their terrible, you know, skills. Yeah. And you're just like... So no, can't do this. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So, and then people go through different things at different times. And so you see different things that you may have not have seen before. That's true. So the relationship piece, we do need to normalize people breaking up and and friendships and stuff like that. And a lot of times what I've seen too, it'll be in a friendship group and two of the friends won't talk anymore, but the other friends are trying to make them talk. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. Right. They don't want to talk. They will talk when they want to talk. Now you've interjected yourself into an energy that you don't belong because you want things selfishly to be the way that they should have been instead of allowing these people to experience the feelings that they need to experience. Mm-hmm. So you need to talk about those things. And you need to let people grow apart and let them grow back together if that's what they're supposed to do. That's a thing we don't talk about. That's why people fear relationships all the time, that growing apart and growing back together thing, because it happens. I think that that's something that relationships – might be able to endure a little bit better. 
Because when I think about things like marriages, for example, I do think that people grow apart in marriages sometimes, but I don't. I think that they also put in the work to grow back together as well. Mm-hmm. But there's but a, there's a roadmap a for that commitment. because we talk about it. Exactly, that too. Like even with the whole boundaries um, discussion, <laughs> I think it's just a lot more normalized, like you said, um, to instill or implement boundaries in your situation in, as a couplehood versus in a friendship. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, for me personally, uh, <laughs> I can feel like I'm walking on eggshells a lot more in my friendships than I do in my romantic relationships, where I can feel like I can be more vulnerable. I feel like I can, I can be more direct. I feel like I'm not as afraid to hurt somebody's feelings by something I'm saying. or In friendships or relationships? relationships? In I feel the opposite. I'm, I'm a little bit more like, oh, okay, I don't want to hurt this girl's feelings. Oh. Or, oh, this isn't that big of a deal, so let me just let this go. I think I show more grace in friendships than mm-hmm. I do in relationships, which oh, is oh, why, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is why it's important for me to have a friendship to grow into a relationship. Um, so I will let you get away with some things and just kind of because exactly. again, the risk isn't that great mm-hmm. at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not attached to you in a way that I think I'm not attached to you, but in reality I am. I just don't know it. Exactly. That's really what it is. So have you had to break up with a friend before? <laughs> I mean, it was more like a ghosting situation. I, feel. <laughs> uh, I know. I just, okay. No, I've done that before. I'm just not a confrontational person. Um, so if I feel like it's going to lead to a confrontation, I'm just going to avoid it. Like versus oh, this is a discussion I can have, like, very soberly or very maturely. If I don't think it's going to go that way, I'm probably not going to bring it up to you. Um, Especially if I feel like I've brought it up to you in different ways before, but it still hasn't been resolved for whatever reason or addressed. So, all right. So, have you broken up with a friend? I don't technically no no because you're ghosting right now yeah like i'm just kind of like sauntering away like casper yeah <laughs> <laughs> because yeah i don't i just don't mm. and she's very like uh argumentative and so me, so you don't know what to do to say your piece right okay and she's automatically going to jump to her defense mode and mm-hmm. i'm like i'm not you don't mm-hmm. have to get into attack mode because i'm not attacking you mm-hmm. um just telling you how I feel because I've tried to do that before and it's just been a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not confrontational. I don't, I don't like that. So if I notice how it's going to, I'm going to walk into that. I'm just going to be like, mm, I'd, I'd rather not exert my energy in that way. Unfortunately. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that, that part is, uh, mm, yeah, questionable because I've also had a friendship breakup, but this has been my best friend uh, since we were 10 and Mm -hmm. I'm 35. Mm -hmm. So this is somebody I still refer to as a friend. So we still maintain a sort of friendship, but we are no longer best friends anymore. Yeah. Um, For as long as I can see at this point, because it's what I need. I didn't know. So it was coming, right? But can I ask you one quick question? So, like, if you know, like, this is not the person you want to take with you, like, why choose to differentiate it from best friend to friend instead of just, like, walking away completely? Um, Do you want that that door to be open? No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We have too many years and too many things for Mm -hmm. me to deny that we were never not friends. Okay. I'm still cordial to her. Mm -hmm. So, there's a piece of, like, I'm not angry at her. Right. So, there's that part, Mm -hmm. too. I just can't 
serve you in a friendship capacity anymore and you can't serve me anymore Mm -hmm. as a best friend. Mm -hmm. There are people that have filled in your space since you decided to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. Now, these people, here's the other thing, too. (laughs) This was a learning lesson for me because this is somebody I've been friends with since I was 10, like Mm -hmm. I said. And she was kind of, kind of the, um, kind of driving how things were going in our friendship. Not on purpose. Like, I don't think either one of us knew that that was what was going on. I was also surrendering some control because I was very shy Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So, um, that, and we fell into a pattern. So she didn't do anything to me maliciously. Mm -hmm. None of that occurred between the two Mm -hmm. of us. What happened was I chose a path in life. She chose a path in life. And as those paths began to develop and reveal themselves, we could no longer walk the same. We couldn't even walk parallel to each other anymore. So that's what happened. Um, When I decided that I needed new friendships, I wasn't completely asking for my old friendships to go. Mm -hmm. However, when I asked for the new friendships, the old friendships left. They mm-hmm. had to first. That's My true. new friendships mm-hmm. came into place. So now I hang out with a new group of girls, several different groups, but many of them have met each other. And they are the friend that I always needed that I didn't know that I needed, meaning they visit me, mm-hmm. they come to my house, mm-hmm. they travel with me, mm-hmm. they buy me presents. Mm-hmm. They're buying me presents. Like, I don't even know how to act because I'm not, gift giving is not my, you know, I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I try to do my best there. But I now have friends that I feel like, okay, well, I can be in this space with you guys. And this is the type of friendship we have. But I've not always had that level of friendship before. So I didn't know that I really needed it. And so now I have it. And so it's just quite interesting. So, you know, it it was a good move for me, but it also highlighted all the things that were not going well in my previous Mm -hmm. friendship. So when it came down to it, I ghosted Mm -hmm. and I ghosted for a long time, but she caught the hint pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Recently, she's tried to reach out. And I've had enough time to formulate my thoughts Mm -hmm. and I've had enough time to say, I'm going to, I'm going to deal with this now Mm -hmm. because she is also the kind of person that it is very hard to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. It is very hard to talk Mm -hmm. and she's only going to present her side of the story. Right. So, and I took my time with answering Mm -hmm. with her too, because we did, there is a lot of history between us Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to just be like, you ain't shit. Da, 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 da. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that. It was just more like we've evolved and where we're at right now is where we're supposed to be at. Right. So, but it took me a minute to get to that. And that's how that happened. So I, I, I think, you know, each friendship and how it, how it goes on and how it carries on is very different. It's just so interesting that like even, okay, so I watched the whole season of Girlfriends because <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I binged the entire freaking thing, okay? Me too. And so going back and looking at it, I'm like, damn, like Tony was shit. Like she really was awful. Like just. But I think, you know what? Something you said about your friendship mm-hmm. that you had to let go of or at least demote her um, really stood out to me when you were saying you don't think it was anything done out of maliciousness. It was just how the relationship formed based off of how you guys interacted in the beginning. 
And I think I see that with Tony and, and Joan. Yes. And I also see that in my own friendship mm-hmm. as well. Like, I think it's just, we just outgrew the people that we were when we first started the Correct. friendship. Yeah. And, and you it won't works allow when we were those people. You're not going to allow the things you allowed when you were younger. Exactly. And the and then your person doesn't grow with you. Exactly. Which is exactly what was happening with Molly and Issa. Exactly. Exactly what was happening with them. Exactly what was happening with Tony and Joan. Mm-hmm. And it, like and it was all good when Joan was the people pleaser and Joan was doing all the things and yeah. bending over backwards to allow you to be the the fullness of Tony. But when she started trying to make those boundaries occur. It was just like, wow, you know. I think but Joan was kind of toxic too at times, though, too. That I was part. like, Joan, really? The fact that they kept trying to say Joan really? was a Virgo, I was really pissed. <laughs> Joan ain't no damn Virgo. I can see it in some way. No, she's a Capricorn. <laughs> straight up and down. She's Cap. I did not like her whole, the whole Tony wedding arc thing was just sad. Like, I was like, whoo, my heart was just breaking. That was just giving me shadow energy. I was just like, damn, Joan, really? Like, <laughs> Joan was definitely toxic as well. She had her moments. She had her roller coaster moments. And I think we're all, we, I think we can all be the toxic friend at some point. I think so too. I think we all can be the toxic friend at some point because life happens. So at some point you're going to be the toxic friend. It's your duty to recognize you're being a shit friend. Right. And that you need to get your stuff together. And it may be hard. Again, seek therapy. Yeah, she needed therapy. Because I feel like it probably was a manifestation of the fact that she always placed Tony so, like, first. Or all of her friendships actually came before her. So I feel like she might have been internalizing that and trying to really have this selfish moment. Because I realized that Joan didn't really get a chance to be as selfish as a lot of the other characters did. No, she didn't. And when she was, it was like, whoa, Joan. Like, even when her and Tony imploded finally so Tony Mm -hmm. could make her exit off the show. Yeah. um, It was like, oh, like, Tony just felt so betrayed because Joan wanted to be an influencer or whatever before influencers were a thing. But she wanted to be an influencer. Side note, that green dress. (laughs) Amazing! Girl, can Amazing. I have it, please? Amazing. And the hair. All of Joan's outfits, well, a lot of them. A me. lot of the outfits on the show a are iconic and could still, can still that go. That cargo jumpsuit that she was wearing with the heels. Oh, yeah. Could still like, rock yes, that. Girl. That's a boiler suit now. You can get I'm one like, now oh, online. I, I have it bookmarked. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm about to give me one, too. Girl. Mine's fatigued, though. Girl. Loved it. Loved it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just think it was just weird. Like, it felt like a, it feels like a slap in the face almost that Joan is like, oh, but guess what, guys? But that's because everybody be expects Joan. you to be one way right. all of the time. Exactly. And the second that you step out of it, you have to be something else or somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I think with that, it's also how we always allow people to treat us, right? That's true. So that's how she allowed Tony to treat her. That's how she allowed mm-hmm. Lynn and all of them to treat her mm-hmm. because whatever, that's how she um, was uh, socialized to get friends. Yeah. So when you yeah. grow out of that and you figure out who you are, because a lot of times I feel like school, like, okay, you make most of your friends at school, mm-hmm. right? Okay, schools are just little jails to me, okay? And so the <laughs> little are. prisons and everybody's, they you are. know, you got this group over here and this group over here and you got to get somebody to protect you. So you go to whatever group will take you in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it feels. Hopefully it doesn't, <laughs> hopefully not for everybody, but for me for a minute, I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, what is happening? So... But you get friends, you know, in your younger years and you're somebody different in your younger years. And as you grow up, things just definitely change. Um, I don't, when I broke up with my friend, mm-hmm. basically she reached out to me and I read the message. I was 
I had a, a healthy enough mind to read through the message, which I think was the most important thing because it's always like when an ex comes back with a hey, big head kind of situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the very same thing. So I read through it and I took my time to process what I said back to her, but I also took my time to say what I needed to say back to her mm-hmm. because I needed to say all the things that I either didn't say at some time or needed to reiterate so that she could understand Here's why we are where we are, and mm-hmm. here's why we evolved into what we are now, mm-hmm. and here's why I'm okay with staying here. Mm-hmm. But I made it very, very clear because we do share a lot of mutual friends. I mean, we've known each other since we were kids, mm-hmm. and I don't want our friendships, all of them, to now be awkward and affected because of this and again, she didn't do anything to me in the sense that I feel like, oh, I can't be around this person, mm-hmm. absolutely not, right. But it's enough for me to feel like the closeness I thought we had, we no longer have. Mm-hmm. And I found that somewhere else. And the friendships I fostered over here are more to what I need now. Mm-hmm. And so, and even in thinking of that, I don't think that I could allow her into those friendship groups. I don't know that she could survive. Mm-hmm. So I have to protect those friendships now Ooh, from mm-hmm. her. Because she's not, she's not ready. She's not. She's not ready to see all of that. So I think... The breaking up process, though, there's no, like, one right way to do it. It just depends on... But you got to do it, though. Yeah. (laughs) Working on it, you know. I think it's important to note, though, that even if she didn't do anything, even if these people aren't doing anything crazy, I think it's completely valid to feel, like, wronged in the situation. Validating your own feelings is empowering. Yeah. So wrong because I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no way you think you're doing a good job here. Like, do you really think you're doing a good job here? Ain't no way you can think that. Well, you never know if they've always operated this way. If they've always <laughs> operated this way and no one has said I anything. I think it's gotten like to a point where it just feels increasingly one sided. I don't feel like it was always that way. I feel like okay. it evolved to that. And maybe I just, me being the easygoing natured person I am, particularly in my friendships, I think I just let it run too wild. I would venture to say that if you, if you, mm. because back when we were both in the same level, I don't want to say it like that, but back when we were both Mm -hmm. (laughs) in similar situations, I think it made a lot more sense. But I feel like, and I feel like we both might have provided the same things for each other, but like now I'm literally like this year, I'm literally questioning what does this person do for you though like, mm-hmm. at all? Yeah. Like, it's a reevaluation year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what 2020 always been about. Um, I think some tips for trying to break up with a friendship is to first assess your feelings. Number one. <laughs> Like, if you feel it in your gut, you're probably right. Yeah. And I bet if you ask someone else who's close to you who knows their relationship, they're probably going to be like, yeah. Yeah. That's what a couple of my homeboys were saying, actually. They're like, "Mm, I don't don't know. Now, I had another friend that I I broke up with. this person a long time ago. Right. I had another friend that I broke up with, and people would always say little things to me about her all the time. Mm -hmm. And I used to always always be like, no, 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 but I know her. Mm -hmm. There was one time I introduced her to my friends from college, and they pulled me aside, and they're like, you know she's jealous of you, right? And I said, what? No. Mm -hmm. No way. Mm -hmm. And they're like, no, she is. She's trying to be you. And I was like, I I was so (laughs) – I 
couldn't imagine somebody doing that because I've never done it. So right. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't recognize it because I've never seen, I've never, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Why would somebody want to be me? I don't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? But um, it came around my 30th birthday and she totally tried to sabotage the whole thing. She did sabotage it. I didn't have a 30th birthday. Damn. She did sabotage it. And that's when it all came out that this whole time you had an issue with me mm-hmm. because because I moved to wherever I moved to. I got the job I got. I have a house. I have a car. I have all these things. And you don't. Mm-hmm. And I just was so shocked. Like, that was a shock to my core. Like, oh, this could be a real thing. The beauty of your purity of your soul. Like, that's that always tells me of how some, how truly light a person is. Because, like, you would never have that thought process. Mm-mm. But this person did. Because people be out here using motherfuckers, especially nice people. I'm, mm, I've just been surprised at the backstabbers. Like, they were right. The OJs were right. You know. <laughs> the OJ. Oh, backstabbers. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You talking about OJ? Okay. I was like, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm stuck somewhere. They okay. smiling in your face, though, for real. Backstabbers. Like, and you think that they're like, oh, okay, yeah, girl. Girl. And then it's like, nah, they plotting on your downfall. And I think that's the naivete Lying. of being a kid and thinking everybody's your friend too. That's, true, that's something yeah. I have to go through with my son. Like, listen, everybody ain't your friend. Mm-hmm. And male relationships are scarier to me than females because they actually like to fight and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it just gets in a place that I'm like, ooh, I, I just don't want that for my son. Right. However, I think, you know, recognizing and assessing yourself and your feelings and validating your feelings is the first step. The next thing is, you know, having a conversation with that friend and just and just seeing, just testing. Hey, just wanted to know if you noticed this thing. Just thought I'd say it to you, you know, whatever, and just have a little quick conversation and then seeing how they respond to it. Then assessing that response and and then making your decision on, okay, so which way do I want to go with this? Do I want to continue to see if they're going to do this thing or do I want to cut it off from here? That's what I really think. It's it, it's the same with a relationship. It's the very same thing. You just got to feel your way through That's it. That's a good point. It's the same. I feel more empowered in my relationships, though. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Probably because I'm getting dicked down, but I just feel like I can do I can do all the things that I want to do <laughs> and say all the things that they're I want to They're easier say. to dispose of. Yeah. I I guess that's true to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like I might be invested more emotionally. And the conversation's already written out. I don't want to be with you anymore. Ooh. So, so so what do you say in a closing conversation? Do you even believe in that when you break up with a friend? I don't always believe that and me and you've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. If you've done me wrong, I don't I may not say nothing to you about it, but I'm gonna stop talking to you. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mm-mm. especially if I don't care to First of all, I don't care about getting the last word in. I think that's another thing. I don't know. Like, so if I feel wronged or if I feel betrayed, then I feel like that's that's it. I don't want to talk to you ever again. Yeah, I don't always believe in a closing conversation. If I give you closure, I care about you mm-hmm. and I still care mm-hmm. about you. And I and I actually um, treasure mm-hmm. what we had mm-hmm. to give you that. Mm-hmm. Elsewise, I'm not going to give you no Shit. energy. None. You don't get no yes. energy Ooh. from me. Ooh. You already know. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> so a giant red flag for me in, in friendships has been, it's been jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like, 
but it seeps even in. the most subtle jealousy it's subtle as hell because i feel like i was listening to this podcast this morning actually about jealousy and this guy kept being super intense about how he felt like that was just inherently this negative thing but i was like but jealousy is a human emotion it's, it's natural to feel jealousy i think what it is that makes it negative is how you respond to that emotion or how you react because of that emotion um because i could be jealous all day but if i'm not doing anything detrimental or if i'm not trying to one up you or sabotage you in some sort of way or if I'm not happy for your win because I feel like I could be like oh man I really wish I had a house like that don't mean that I'm going to mm-hmm. like sabotage you exactly or oppress you exactly mm-hmm. or not truly be happy for you mm-hmm. in your moment mm-hmm. it's just that I have this human emotion mm-hmm. um what I decide to do next is like you know I think that says whether it's it can be a positive or a negative thing um because I feel like yeah you know I think jealous friends but it depends on how they express that jealousy or how that jealousy it is so subtle it has gone from i've had people be like oh amber like your hair is like so straight it's all the same length and i thought that's a weird ass that's a weird comment (laughs) like what is that what do you mean and i thought huh is your hair straight when i used to wear it straight when i used to wear it straight um, and I used to think like, that is so, so when somebody gives you a weird compliment about your looks, mm-hmm. um, it, it's a weird compliment mm-hmm. about your looks. Mm-hmm. If it feels weird, it's cause it is. Mm-hmm. They're saying something odd to you. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm not saying that everybody's, you know, it, that may not be every single case, but more times than none, I've always, it's always been like, oh my God, you're so skinny mm. or you're so, your skin is so light. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's that's a weird statement. Right. <laughs> that's weird. You know what I mean? So it's weird. just weird things that's like weird. that. Or it's just been, if I've leveled up in a place, career, car, whatever, it just gets weird. They start saying weird things or acting weird. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> but I earned this. Like, Hello. you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you can't. And I make apologies for it. Right. Mm-hmm. I just did. Mm-hmm. It's recognizing it or when you get a boyfriend and then someone pulls back and you're just like, but I just told him how important you are to me. So, and I want all of us to be able to mm-hmm. share space together all the time. But you know what I mean? Like, it's important to me how the two of you come together. Exactly. You know, or what but- about um, people who feel like they have to one up you or challenge you in some sort of way, even if you don't say nothing. Like, you could just be, like, you and your dude and her hanging out. And then she just feels the need, like, oh, look at my look at my breasts or look at my tits in this. Or you can see my tits through my I'm going to be really clear with you. <laughs> There's not a woman that knows me that would do some shit like that because you will get mollywopped. <laughs> Don't ever, ever. I literally was just looking at my dude, like, mm, like we were just sort of like, wow, that was funny. It was funny, though. I, mm, I'm but sorry. I, feel, I think I should have peeped something there but i remember i thought that comment was so weird i was like this was your friend mm-hmm. Mm-mm. nope that would be the end of that really period and it would be the end of it not just because it's him it'd be because you're gonna do this all the time every time you're gonna do this something like it like she just needs attention so not from my man though she needs attention anywhere so she doesn't care where it's coming from. That would be a like hand across the, the face. In, he was in vicinity of her. So she was like, oh, okay. Really, I think if I gave her attention, she would have liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had a friend like that. 
when I was in high school, she would always flirt with my high school boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> and he was always like, does she like me or something? And I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> she acting real weird. Right. It just doesn't do anything. It just makes me laugh. Like, I'm just like, wow, like you have problems. Or what about, <laughs> mm. or what about like them perceiving that you're in competition with them some sort of way? Jealousy. Like, right. I'm just like, wait a minute. Like what I decide to do with my money or my time has nothing to do with you or your plans that you have no ability to do. Exactly. It's the subtleness of jealousy. And really that's is. what I really see when it comes down to women is the subtleness in the jealousy. And it's, it's you having to deal with whatever your insecurities are. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have probably insecurities in your romantic relationships, but you also have them in your friendships. Um, another thing that piques my interest and that I really do not understand and I don't like, and it's me and it's, it's how I feel. If you say to me, well, I don't have a lot of um, homegirls. I don't get along with girls. Oh, oh, that's red flag. That's red a red flag, flag for me. That's a red that's a giant flag. giant I hate, red I'm flag. I'm not for me. like other girls, girls. I really do. It's like, girl, do you want a trophy? Like, do you want a prize? Um, but why it, is it's, that? It's weird to me that you're a woman and you find it hard to connect with other women. I understand. Like, maybe collectively, you just don't. That's just not your your cup of tea. Like. For real, like you might just gravitate towards male. I understand okay, that there's cool. some people that fall to the to the left but of the curve. Okay, for you to not have a single female friend or not a successful friendship. You've had them, but they've not <laughs> been successful. See, that's the part you leave out. That too. You haven't had successful ones, yeah. and it's usually because you've done something. Mm-hmm. Those are things that I don't understand. I understand it. I understand it. Well, I understand but it. It's I don't flag. like it. I don't like it either. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start having job interviews like I do. For my my potential um, relationship, I just listen. I listen. I give you an opportunity, and normally, what people do, including with even in romantic relationships, mm-hmm. is if I give you enough room, you'll hang yourself. I'll hear everything mm-hmm. that I need to hear, and I'll mm-hmm. know. Or if I watch how you move around your other friends and you don't treat them well, mm-hmm. then I know. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at you going off on your friends or ghosting your friends or whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, I'm watching you because I'm mm-hmm. assessing. Hey. Is this a good friendship for me? Right. Because, you know, I, I can make a friend anywhere. I've been mm-hmm. like that for a while now. And I think adult female friendships, a lot of people find them to be hard. I don't necessarily. Um, I feel that I have enough boundaries and I'm set in myself enough to know if I can be your friend or not. But I'm also letting you know in conversations that we have the stuff I'll put up with and the stuff I won't put up with. Mm-hmm. We should be having conversation like, oh, yeah, girl, one time this thing happened. Da, da, da. You just regular girl talk, happy hour talk mm-hmm. so that, you know, but I'm assessing what's going on as you should be assessing me. Like, could this person be a good friend to me? I mean, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. So you need to be paying attention to all of these things. But that one thing is is a giant. I turn off. I don't even listen anymore. I start right. talking because I'm right. just like, no, this person is a problem. Right. This person is a problem. This is the common denominator in all of her problems. This person is an issue. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what have you learned um, is a necessity for you to call someone a friend, though? I feel um, like that's so, like, <laughs> ooh. My ability to feel safe and secure um, and vulnerable. Like, I could be vulnerable in that situation. Because I'm not very, like, I'm a cancer, so... 
even though people might feel like, oh, she just is an open book. Uh, I can I can have quite a show, okay? Yeah. And if I don't feel comfortable, it's it's ten times out of out of ten, it's probably because <laughs> <It's you. laughs> it's probably because I don't feel safe here, yeah. and I don't feel safe mm-hmm. here for a reason, mm-hmm. and I gotta trust the vibes that I get because that's just how I move through the world. Um, so yeah, I can't do that. I'm learning from my friendships though, like past the surface level. Um, that if I feel like I'm constantly the giver, then that's something that I can't do. Like it has to be reciprocity. I don't mind giving a little bit more. Sometimes if you're going through some things, I understand we're not always operating at a hundred percent. I got you, but that shouldn't be the defining aspect or defining nature of the relationship overall. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm learning. Um, I think for me, it has more to do with that friendships for me are, they're just as intimate as romantic relationships, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to really get to know you. And if you are giving me blocks, I'm we're not going to go very far. Because I'm also, not only am I getting to know you, I'm also sharing things to let you know, hey, this is an open space. Exactly. So you can share this thing mm-hmm. back with me. Uh, if you don't show up for me, and I don't necessarily mean come to all my events. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like little bitty ways you know mm-hmm. whatever then i'm just kind of like hmm this is quite interesting why does this person keep coming right. around um everybody's not good at that though mm-hmm. so i have to kind of like i have to see well where are you good in other areas as a friend mm-hmm. but for me it's more of like are can we kick it like can we really kick it because mm-hmm. i'm gonna say something or i'm gonna do something or something's gonna happen and i need you to be able to handle that if you cannot that is okay too but we can't be friends and i'm not saying anything wild and crazy or nothing like that but can we go through a situation and i'm very big on loyalty yes. and having each other's backs yes mm-hmm. very big on that when it comes mm-hmm. to friendships mm-hmm. so if you're the type of person if we're out and you just leave Oh, that's not good. Or you leave me, I'll never talk to you again. Mm-hmm. I will never talk to you again. Because now we're talking about safety. We're talking about a lot of things. So it's the intimacy that I'm looking for in a friendship. Like my current best friend right now, she lives in Nashville. We never lived in the same city. We just happened to go to the same church. And that's how we became friends. Mm-hmm. But she, every time I call and she doesn't answer the phone, she'll send me a text like, I saw that you called. I'm going to call you back a little bit later. And then she calls me back later Mm -hmm. and it's more important for her to do that than it is than i needed i don't need her to do that Mm -hmm. but because she wants to put that little detail into our relationship that lets me know she really wants to be my friend like she's extending friendship Mm -hmm. to me and the thing people forget about friendship is you have to be a friend to to have have friends yes girl preach you gotta be a friend to have friends hello some people are terrible at friendship horrible takers and i will say this too for my male friendships my boys down Mm -hmm. anytime i call because i don't call often but if i need to talk they'll put some time aside to be like all right cool whatever and they'll chop it up with me whatever they're not all the greatest that conversation but it's the effort in which Mm -hmm. they put forward to talk to me when I have an issue. Yep. So, and I extend that right back to them. No problem, no questions, none of that. So it's really about the give and take, the ebb and flow. What are you giving? What am I giving? Exactly. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. 
And even in a situation when it comes down to money, now I'm not a, you can't just come ask me for money. That's just not, that's just don't do it. Okay. But <laughs> it's more of, cause I travel and my friends are with Hello! me. So I'm like, okay, we're out somewhere. Okay. Like we went to Jamaica and one of my homegirls, um, this was our, this was when it solidified that we were friends. We were in Jamaica and it was kind of like her first trip in the, in the way of us traveling together and how I travel. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to tell her how much money she needed to pull out in cash Mm -hmm. and that she also needed to, um, so she pulled some out, but she spent it kind of quickly and she thought I could just use my debit card. Well, if you don't call your bank, they don't unlock the card. So she couldn't use her debit card and she is panicking. Like mm-hmm. she's like, Oh my God, Amber, this is what's going on. She's telling me. And then she, and I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's unlocked. So we cool. And I got a credit card. We good. And she was like, no, no. And she goes on the phone and talks to her mom about it. And she comes back to the table and she's like about to break down in tears. I'm like, we're here together. Right. I had enough money for all of us. Mm-hmm. For the little things. That's why I told y'all to bring what you brought because I knew we'd get to the last day and something may happen. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I know you'll pay me back. Mm-hmm. I'll get it from you later. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. Relax. Mm-hmm. And I think then she knew I'm okay with this person. I'm safe with this person. I'm comfortable with this person. And there's just those little moments of safety that happen. And you're just like, okay, now I can move to level eight of intimacy. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I I also love when that happens in relationships. Mm -hmm. I haven't really had that recently, but like, I like when it happens because it, it locks me in. Cause now I'm like, "Mm, I'm locked. We, we opened up, you know, we in the escape room right now. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, and that's, and, and those are the sorts of things that I look for in, in like a friendship. So I think, do we both agree that breaking up with a friend is breaking, is harder than romantically? Yeah. I think we said that already. Yeah, definitely. It's because ta- there's no roadmap. There honestly isn't. I think that's what it is. Now that you broke it down like that, I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, because I could I could do that all day. Not that I want to break up with a partner that I love, but I could do it. You right. know, like it's like okay, yes. And I also think it's more of a requirement as well. Because you can't get be friends afterwards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, there's we, a piece are of we or aren't we? There's like, the there uncoupling a, that you talk about. Yeah. There has to be the some sort of communication there about what's happening. Because it's like when you break up with a friend, what what's the level below that? Right. I don't know. I mean, associates, not friends. Yeah, I would demote the people to associate. Some people, some people, I'm like, don't ever talk to me again. Yeah, they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree that romantic relationships have a roadmap. There is a certain uncoupling. There's a certain mm-hmm. understanding. There's a certain rules and regulations to it as with friends it's just kind of like Mm, okay girl because you're not like when you're friends it's not like you had a conversation like oh we're friends you know what i'm saying like i think the relationship just kind of naturally became blossomed into that Mm -hmm. there's no big conversation that needs to occur of like are we doing this what are we doing? Where are we going? There's a real growth to mm-hmm. friendship too that mm-hmm. maybe not that relationships try to put into a very expedited timeline. Oh yeah. And so when you're growing very slowly over time, it's like, oh, well, we twisted this way. We can twist back that way. Mm-hmm. But with relationships, it's like hard left turns everywhere, yep. sharp turns. Yep. And you gotta overcorrect yep. to get back to where you need to and be. There's a lot of communication that's necessary there. That part. And that's normalized there as well. Exactly. To expect 
versus friendship. I don't think I don't expect anyone to be good at breaking up with friends. Honestly, it is it's tough. It's horrible. It's really tough. <sighs> so, what lessons have you learned <laughs> from leaving a friendship that you've outgrown? Um, I think it's just important to put you know Sheridan first. You know, I feel like. As a giver by nature, it's just really easy for me to go into that mode in a lot of my situations, and that leaves me second sometimes and a lot of the time. So I think it's just important to me to prioritize myself, my sanity, my peace, you know, um, and hold space for people who believe in mutuality and reciprocity. Those things are important in friendships as well as relationships. So what about you, though? I <laughs> just learned what I need in a friendship. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always felt like I was a good friend. Mm-hmm. Not all the time. I'm talking like 90% of the time. I feel like I'm pretty much a good friend. You right. know, you're going to mm-hmm. slip. So I just know what I need in a friendship. I know that I'm a good friend. I know that um I need to communicate to my friends my needs the same way I do in a relationship right. so that they know like who I am as a person. Yes. But I also need to ask them what they need. Which is a conversation I've been having too, which is why I watch personalities and things like that. Mm-hmm. One of my good friends, um, she is um very much um uh quality time and gifts. I am terrible at gifts and I told her, I said, Girl, I'm I don't I'm not gonna match you there. I'm mm-hmm. but we can spend all the time you want to together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I make sure that I give her phone calls and these sorts of things and I check in with her and when she's in town, I make sure there's time for me and her mm-hmm. away from all our other friends. That's dope. So I check in with them and I understand who they are as people. But again, the biggest lesson, and we're gonna end on this, to have a friend. <laughs> you gotta be a friend, baby. That's what it is. I agree. All right, guys. So that wraps up this episode of Exo Nicole's Happy Hour. If you're loving what you're hearing so far, please drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and show us some love on our Instagram at Exo Happy Hour. And if you have something to share with us, tell us what's up and leave us a voice message on the website exohappyhour.com for a chance to have your question featured on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And as always, check out exonicole.com for all other updates. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> <laughs>